0: This is episode 201 of IDRA Class Notes.
1: My role is to just motivate others that there's always gonna be a solution to the end of the problem and how to communicate with others that everything's gonna be okay and maybe STEM isn't for everyone, but that it is slowly gonna become a big thing and that now people are gonna start looking more towards the STEM route and it's just guiding them towards that direction of where they want to go how they want to do that certain thing and just to remember that we don't just hope it happens we make it happen
0: welcome to IDRA's class notes podcast I'm dr. Stephanie Garcia IDRA's Texas Chief Science Officer regional lead I'm here with IDRA's Deputy Director of Advocacy, Ana Ramon. Hello, happy to be here. Thank you for joining us. I'm so excited. Today you will hear from our Chief Science Officers, CSO Isela, a senior, CSO Shreya, a sophomore, and CSO Elizabeth, an eighth grader. They are all CSOs, or Chief Science Officers, from San Antonio, Texas. They've been in the program this whole school year, and they've had to adapt their action plans because of school and community closures. A little bit more about the Chief Science Officer Program. CSOs, or Chief Science Officers, are students in grades five through 12, elected by their peers to be liaisons for STEM in their schools and communities. They learn leadership skills to implement on-campus projects, which we call action plans, and they advocate for student voice in STEM.
2: We're excited to hear from our CSO students on their unique experiences during COVID-19, learning more about not only how COVID-19 has affected their lives at home, but in the new virtual classroom. Specifically now, you know, knowing that this is this kind of profound historical moment, something we haven't seen in at least 100 years how has your life changed when it comes to, like, school and interacting with family and friends and just your everyday life?
3: I would say the first, like, big effect when this first happened was probably my sister. She goes to school at Sam Houston State, and so that's up in Huntsville, Texas. So, like, pretty much the second or third day, we had to drive up and bring all our stuff back down. And so it's kind of been a change of, you know, having three people in the house, to having four, you know that was probably the first big thing that happened, having my sister back, which I love my sister. So that was fun. But at the same time, you know, everything like started shifting from there. And then now like our house is basically divided into four offices. So my sister has one room to do all her classes. I use my room to do all my classes. Since my mom's a teacher, she has to do a bunch of Zoom meetings with other teachers as well as like with her students. And she teaches fourth grade. And then my dad has another room for his office. That was one big effect. And then another one was just having like communications with other people. Sometimes I kind of miss seeing my friends and doing things with them. And especially because we're all very busy with school. And so whenever my friends want to talk, sometimes I can't talk. And then when I want to talk, my friends can't talk and things like that. And then I'm also, I don't know if you're aware of the Mayor's Smart City Cup Challenge, Mm -hmm. but my team actually became finalists for it. So we're still trying to do, like getting our presentation ready for that. It's a lot harder because... You know, there's a lot of talking that goes into presentations. And so, I mean, we have our slides done, but sometimes it's hard to get everybody, like, speaking in the same language almost. Sometimes people are kind of off. Like, some people think they're working on one side and another person thought they were working on that side. Communications is probably the hardest thing for me.
4: So I do have to say, I didn't get hit very hard for me personally. So in school, I'm a much more reserved sort of person. I typically don't like talk to people a lot. And so any sort of communication that I do is like, we used to be strictly online. I don't know, that's like how my robotics team would communicate and stuff like that. And so once we did end up turning to this online platform, things didn't drastically change for me in the terms of how I interacted with people. I do have to say, I do miss my teachers and especially like teachers who I don't have classes with. I miss hanging out with them, because they were the people who I spent time with.
1: Well, this was my last year of high school, like since it was my senior year, and it felt robbed at first of my opportunities. I felt like everything was kind of being taken away suddenly, not only just like school-wise, but family-wise. I tend to visit my family in Mexico like at least once a month, and suddenly that was robbed away from me too, because of everything that's been happening, since we're not really supposed to go out anymore although it feels like everything's being robbed, I feel like I've grown a little bit from this. I think one of the positives though is that I've been catching up with people that I thought I would never catch up again, like some friends from college and stuff, I was, who went to like UT Austin or even Corpus Christi and suddenly we were all like talking together again. And so it feels good seeing that, although I felt alone at first, I've realized that they've also felt robbed because it was their first year of college and like exploring this new town and exploring different people And suddenly, they were also feeling robbed of those opportunities as well. And so it just makes me feel closer to everyone, even though we might not be physically closer.
2: That is definitely a positive take. And it's exciting to hear that you're finding some positiveness in this very strange situation we're in. You mentioned that you're a high school senior. Can you talk a little bit about your experience? I think a lot of seniors are dealing with this, like, unfortunately, this unknown, right? What is it like to be a senior right now during this very global historical moment?
1: Um, I think mainly it's that feeling of unsureness of what I want to do now. My personality is like such a planner. I have to have everything planned, everything ready. And suddenly it felt like from one day to another, I wasn't ready anymore. I think it hit me first whenever we got the news that colleges weren't supposed to go back afterwards and they were going to do online learning. And that's when it sort of clicked to me that, This was more than just something that was happening everywhere else. And it was suddenly impacting my home, too. And everything that's been happening around me has been really crazy. We just got a letter even yesterday about how graduation is going to work out. And even then, like, not everyone has high hopes. I think that this is Gen Z's way of 9-11. And it's so crazy to believe that this is going to have to be, like, our new future, stricter guidelines, stuff like that and it's crazy to see how quick everything changes i think it just reminds me that as a senior that not everything's going to happen as planned and that maybe other people have different plans for you and it's just looking at everything that's happening at all the chaos and just learning how to overpass that learning how to succeed from all the chaos and not only that but just enjoying my present i think this senior year specifically, I was so dwelled into my future and thinking about what I wanted to do that I didn't really enjoy it per se, and so I think, if anything, I'm trying to learn more about how to enjoy my present and just how to be there in the moment. Right. So I'd be curious, like speaking
2: about virtual and and that push to virtual, do you see some of the benefits for it? And then also, what are some of the drawbacks to being now in this more virtual, not only learning space, but even with family and friends and what we're having to do now
3: to keep connected? Yes, ma'am. Well, I would say some of the benefits are you can contact people anywhere. You know, that's something I like about it. Like I can get onto a class, especially since we're not in the classroom right now, I'm able to still communicate with people even no matter where I am, you know, and I think that's pretty important. I think that's a good benefit of it. I would also say the ability to be able to like do all of my classwork in the morning and I have the afternoon to relax or do other things I need to do. I like that part of being online and having digitalized learning, but some things I don't like about it is I'm very much a people person. I love interacting with people. I would say I spend most of my time talking to other people. So it's kind of hard to have the same emotional connection sometimes with people through the phone. I'm also in other clubs, like I'm the NJHS president, and I'm also the vice president of our robotics team. And so we can't really build our robots through the phone and stuff. So it's like some of the things we'd be doing right now during the school year, we're not able to do. So like altogether, we haven't really been able to meet as much and do things like that, especially for like NJHS, because it's all about service. We've had some trouble coming up with like different service ideas, you know. Because, like, we had one plan to do, like, a big supply drive for pets, for, like, Animal Humane Society. And then at the end, we were going to go and help work there. But now we can't really do that. So it's, like, trying to come up with other ideas, things like that. So I'd say that's just a drawback to me of digital. I miss seeing people and having the same emotional connection with them. As now I see my family, which obviously I love seeing my family all the time. But I miss seeing some people from my school and, like, there are things you just get used to, I guess, a certain routine of being in school, seeing the people that you see, getting to know them. And so it's like, now I just feel like, like especially since we're going back to school next year, we won't get to see anyone, basically, from my school. I'm going to high school next year, and I feel like some of my, the relationships I've gained with people I know and I trust and I love, it might be like taken back a couple months because of the disconnect just between everyone, you know? That's kind of the drawback to me. You just can't make the same emotional connection through the phone as you can in real life.
4: So one of the biggest benefits just off the bat is that we have so much more free time. My commute to school is about an hour and then it's an hour back. So I have two extra hours in my day where I'm not in the car. And so that's been really, really nice. Uh, when I sort of talked to people, once COVID like, started, I was really upset at first because everything got canceled and then it was just sort of unexpected for me because we didn't get to say goodbye to everyone so that was kind of sad so the two sort of people I sort of met one of the types of people I observed was like if they sort of like know what they want to do in life and they know like oh I'm gonna spend all this time just programming it wasn't me at first and then they're really happy about the newfound free time whereas other people who were sort of like I'm not sure what exactly I'm going to do my entire life at school. They're not super excited about the shift. Something I do miss from school, I miss getting to talk to teachers, like one-on-one, just during our free time, just sort of like drop by and ask for help and stuff like that. I miss doing like hands-on things. During my free time, I'd always go to the computer lab, and I'd always like either study for school or, like, program something or build something or do something really cool like that. And then one of the first things that I was thinking when we started school was that it's a little bit more difficult to take it seriously in a sense. Obviously, it's not as rigorous as school typically is. I mean, it's plenty difficult because we're prepping for APs, and APs decided to change on us, so we have to, like, change how we're going to prepare for it. But it doesn't have that same level of rigor which is good and bad in its own sense
2: definitely what you just said we are seeing how grades and everyday education instruction is changing daily so it seems like you're feeling that for sure it seems like one day is different from the next with what teachers and ISD's and schools are having to keep up with so respect for sure Thank you. <laughs> um I am a millennial and you're generation Z. One of the things that I lived through when I was in middle school was 9-11, right? And just felt like there was this shift in how people saw each other and interacted with each other and like just historically. And then the same thing when I, in 2007, when I graduated, you know, right into a global recession. So those are some of the examples that now living through a global pandemic, hashtag not fun, but as a Generation Z and things that you're experiencing, like was there a moment when you realized like, oh, wow, like this is different. This is historical. This is this moment that I'll have to remember now in my life. This is definitely bigger than I anticipated or thought it was going to be.
4: For me, that definitely happened like once school shut down. Because like at first it was like, oh, it's just something in China. And no one, it matters, but it kind of doesn't. But then it starts coming to the U.S. And you're like, oh, well, we have the first case here in San Antonio. It's like, okay, I I know people are working on it, but it's nothing to worry about yet. And then I sort of like live in the computer lab. And so I saw them like starting to prepare for a school closure. And I didn't take it seriously back then. I was like, oh, nothing's going to happen. It's going to be fine. And then school got shut down. And this was during, we had our spring break. I was preparing for robotics because we were going to have competition that weekend, but it got canceled. And so while we were there at school, because no one else was there, because obviously we're out for spring break. Someone who was our school sponsor, he also was like dealing with how the school is going to like get through COVID. And so he was the one who told us, oh, school is going to get canceled. We're going to launch an email tonight. And then you're all like, I don't know, that's when it kind of really hit. And so we started walking around school and saying goodbye to like all the classrooms, even though no one was in there. And that was kind of like, a yeah, moment. So our English teacher makes us like journal. I mean, I think journaling is great, but I like journaling on an impulse, not journaling because I have to. And so it sort of feels kind of like a lot of pressure right now. I'm not sure that's just me but then it's sort of like you have to remember this for the rest of your life. This is important, Shreya. People are going to ask you about it, Shreya. And I don't know. That's a little bit of pressure on my side, but yeah.
2: And it's funny how like there's this pressure now to do more. Oh, you're at home and you have all this time and you you have to succeed. Like are you feeling that as well? Like what are your thoughts on that?
4: I mean, they're right. I should be doing a lot. And I feel like I've tried to be doing a lot, but sometimes it makes more stress than I am at school. And so it's sort of like colleges will be asking me, oh, what did you do during COVID? And stuff like that. In the beginning of the break, I was doing a lot of like Corona focused projects. Uh, I created this couple apps to like connect people and different things like that. But then by the end of it, I'm like, now trying to purposely select competitions which don't have anything to do with coronavirus because I kind of just want it to be like no thank you. And I saw this one post on LinkedIn, and then it was someone sort of saying like, "Whoa, high school students! I know you guys are experiencing a lot of pressure to do really great things during this time. I don't know what it was. Newton who discovered gravity or his three laws motion wall." He was out of school for some sort of illness I was going around. And so it was like, oh, you have to be like that. And the posters are sort of like, this is also time to relax, to wind down, to calm down. And it's okay to give yourself that personal time. And so I thought that was really cool.
2: And this moment of innovation and research around what we're hoping is a cure and antivirals and just innovation and generally around PPE and other things. Like what's unique about the CSO program is like y'all have been here, I guess is a nice way to put it. Right. And now there's this new emphasis, like, what do you see like the CSO or even your role now uh, with this new emphasis on research and innovation in the sciences?
4: I guess personally, I haven't felt too much of the less funding going to like the sciences maybe because my school is like really into like research and stuff, but how I feel that this pandemic will sort of treat those people who don't want to fund science projects and stuff like that, I feel like maybe they'll take us more seriously and they'll be able to sort of see like, hey, if we don't listen to the people, there's going to be a pandemic again. And I don't know. I mean, one, it's nice to see that People are starting to turn more to sort of, hey, we have a bunch of problems to be solved because of the pandemic. Not only like the illness itself, but you also have like other things that you consider like, oh, we have a new schooling system. How do you Zoom? And those sort of other aspects that you have to consider definitely gives rise to new innovators, new people who are going to push things out. And one, it opens up more opportunities for people to be innovators, for people to pursue STEM, to start studying. Hey, there's a bunch of problems. How do we solve it? And then two, I feel like the people who used to be like, oh, I don't want to fund them. They sort of can understand if we don't like prepare, if we don't make advancements, then things can potentially, you know, go downhill.
2: No, I think you hit the nail on the head there because even before this, I would read articles like on LinkedIn and other places about how we were entering an age of no new innovation, which was very scary. Like there wasn't antibacterials or kind of new antivirals being entered into the market. Like we're going into an era where there wasn't as much innovation as there was in like previous eras. And while we're in a global pandemic and it's a really ugly situation what we do know historically is that after pandemics, and not that this is any upside to anything, because I don't think you see an upside to pandemics or things like this, there is this re-energizing of how we see like innovation and now the sciences. And I'd be curious just to take a side note. You've mentioned something about not being taken seriously. And why do you think that people prior to this right didn't take STEM and sciences, like, as serious as they should have, and maybe more as, like, a side project?
4: be curious Uh,
2: what your thoughts are.
4: So this is sort of, like, what I default to, is that people don't really understand it. This is just sort of, like, my first instinct. So this is a stereotype. Uh, Why are older people more scared to use, like, computers and, like, the internet and that sort of thing? It's because they don't completely understand it. I mean, yes, there are a lot of upsides to them, but then there could be like potential downsides. Like when we got computers, cyberbullying became a thing and things like that. So I feel like because it's the unknown, something that, you know, you have to tread your own path, create your own path to figure out what exactly it is. People are afraid of what they don't know. And then Though they have great benefits, like I can communicate to you through Zoom, there's also the downsides. And so sometimes the downsides speak too much or speak louder than the upsides to those sort of people who are already afraid of these new things. So that's my hypothesis.
3: I think STEM as a whole, not just the CSO program, but STEM as a whole, is going to become more present in our society. I think that especially um, since we're pushing innovation and like ideas like that. And I feel like the CSI program promoting STEM, it's just going to put it ahead of the game because I think a lot of people take the STEM fields for granted. And so I feel like some people think like, oh, well, the STEM fields are just coming up with innovative ideas for the future. But I wanted something right now kind of thing. And so I feel like all of this is just going to show people that by working and innovating in the STEM fields and careers, the future is more important than what's happening right now. Because they could come up with like a cure almost or like a vaccine for this. And so now people are really seeing like the benefits of the STEM careers and how they're really helping. Because without people who are in science, I always put biomedical, I always think of biomedical when I think of the S in STEM. So I'm like, I feel like the biomedical aspect is really hitting home right now. so I think a lot of people are realizing that it's more important than just like prosthetics. It's also more than just prosthetics. They come up with a lot of, they come up with vaccines, cures, things like that. So I don't know. I feel like the CSO program is going to be kind of ahead of the curve because people are, I think once we get out of this, people are going to be wanting to discover ways that they can get involved in STEM fields. And since the CSO program is all about getting involved in the STEM community, people are going to see that STEM is more important now. I've just been thinking about that. I
1: think my role is to just motivate others that there's always going to be a solution to the end of the problem and how to communicate with others that it's everything's going to be okay. And maybe STEM isn't for everyone per se, but that it is slowly going to become a big thing and that now people are going to start looking more towards the STEM route and it's just guiding them towards that direction of where they want to go, how they want to do that certain thing. And just to remember that we don't just hope it happens. We make it happen. So, yeah. Thank you for listening
0: to today's podcast. You can learn more about IDRA's Texas Chief Science Officer Program by visiting our website, www.idra.org. You can also take a look at today's show notes for extra links for more information about our program and other related content. Thanks again for joining us today. Thank you for listening to IDRA Class Notes. For more information on IDRA and other Class Notes topics, go to www.idra.org. You can also send us your thoughts by email to podcast at idra.org.